You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1, Sins of Omission. Continuing to deal with unintentional sins, we move to an emphasis on sins of omission, when we fail to do what is required. The first case regards withholding of evidence in a trial. Verses 2-6, through six, Becoming Ceremonially Unclean, the Trespass Offering. The next case refers to instances where a person realizes they have unwittingly touched something that could make them ceremonially unclean, such as the carcass of any unclean animal or creature, or any human uncleanness. It also could be caused by uttering a reckless oath. These would occur because of carelessness or a lack of discretion, or by accident. Such things could happen, but God put a conscience in humans so that they'd become aware of these things and realize their guilt because they knew his revealed law. In response, they were to confess the manner in which they had sinned because it was the outward expression of a repentant heart. It meant they agreed with God that what they had done was forbidden. The confession was to be specific to name the way in which they have sinned. Many people will admit they aren't perfect or even have remorse over their thoughts or actions, but that is not the same as repentance. To sacrifice without true faith and repentance leading to obedience was hypocrisy. Then they were to bring a female lamb or goat from the flock as a sin or trespass offering, and the priest would make atonement for them for their sin. This was a mandatory offering. To to fall into sin like this was not as great a problem as remaining that way because of a failure to make it right due to carelessness, disregard, or contempt of the law. Verses 7-13, through Options for the Poor If a person couldn't afford a lamb, it was acceptable to bring two doves or pigeons, one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. The priest would sacrifice them whole after wringing its head off and splashing some blood against the altar. The rest of the blood was drained at the base of the altar. If it was done this way, they were assured of forgiveness. If they were so poor they could not even afford two doves or two young pigeons, they could bring an offering of fine flour without oil or incense added. The priest would burn a memorial portion on top of any food offerings presented, and the rest would be given to the priest, as in the case of the grain offering. Verses uh, 14 through 19, the guilt offering. While the burnt offering consumed God's wrath, and the sin offering washed away uncleanness, the guilt or trespass offering paid the price for sin. Sin detracts from the glory of God and therefore compensation is needed. This section deals with sins committed unknowingly but where restitution was possible. This may have been a failure to pay a tithe or fulfill a vow. The penalty was a ram from the flock without uh, blemish as well as a monetary amount. The restitution required was 120% or one-fifth over the value of the Lord's property against which they sinned. This would reconsecrate the items. This was to be given to the priest. Atonement was made and they were forgiven. Being assured of forgiveness helped them not to despair over their failures and guilt, but it was also 
it also cautioned them against further sin by showing them how costly forgiveness was. The willingness to make restitution was evidence of real repentance. This presented the sacrificial system uh, of degrading into the notion of cheap grace or easy forgiveness. They had to repent and change their ways. This applied to anyone doing what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though they are unaware of it at the time. They are still guilty and will be held responsible. Ignorance of the law was no excuse. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospel do we find in this chapter? When a person took an oath in God's name to tell the truth, they were required to do so or bear the blame, because God took oaths and vows and truthfulness seriously. He still requires truthfulness from his people. Rich and poor alike committed sins of commission and omission, and both were required to repent and seek forgiveness for them. Provision was made for the poor so that their poverty did not excuse or exclude them from the freedom forgiveness provided, because God was more concerned with the condition of the heart than with outward conformity to ritual. Likewise, all classes of people have sinned against God, and all are in need of forgiveness. The blood of Christ is the final and perfect sacrifice. It covers the sins of all people, rich and poor, male and female, slave and free. Our forgiveness cost us nothing, but cost him everything. Mary and Joseph were poor and could only bring birds as an offering, but it was acceptable. Matthew Henry says, And the gospel salvation is so free that the poorest is not shut out, and so full that the most burdened conscience may find relief from it. Even unintentional sins long forgotten by the person carried the guilt and stain of sin and required a covering or atonement. The people could not claim ignorance, and ignorance will not be a valid excuse for us at the judgment either. Sin brings a penalty, pollution, and guilt, and interfered with the worshipper's relationship with God. All the various offerings dealt with these aspects. Jesus' perfect sacrifice took the penalty of our sin, cleansed us from its pollution, gave us clear consciences before God, and restored our broken relationship with Him, so we now have peace. The trespass offering saw sin as a debt owed to God. Compensation must be paid to Him. Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our debts. But how can we compensate the one who owns all things? On the cross, he paid the debt we owed. There's a saying, we owed a debt we could not pay. He, ba- he paid a debt he did not owe. He cried out, it is finished. There is nothing more we can add. It has been paid in full. Our response to such grace should be love and obedience. Because restoration was costly, the worshipper could not expect cheap grace or easy forgiveness. The redemption of our souls was costly, so we should not treat it as a common thing and go on sinning. Sin brought guilt, both objective before God and subjective in the heart of the sinner. We recognize that we offend God daily and must constantly seek forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christianity isn't about feeling guilty, but about the joy of knowing our guilt 
and the reason for it, our sin, has been taken away. When the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 6. May God bless the study of his word.